Hello, and welcome to Fake Ritual, the podcast, your guide to pop culture and the occult. Now here's your host, Lucas Sloppy. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thanks, and welcome, all ye fakers, to episode 15 of Fake Ritual, the podcast. I am your host, Lucas Sloppy, and on today's show, I talk with my friend and artist, Divica Peel. Uh, We talk about junk food, uh, Mickey Mouse... I love Lucy reruns. Why the fuck ghosts even bother to wear clothes? But before we get to that, I would like to just catch you up on some of the happenings in my life. Actually, just one in particular. Uh, Any tarot readers out there? Well, I need your help. You see, I I walk canines for a living. Dogs to the layperson. And I found an entire rider weight tarot deck strewn across the street last week. And it had been run over, uh, definitely had been there for a bit. And I managed to find all the cards all the cards but one can you guess which card i if you want to guess you can pause the podcast and guess but i'm just going to tell you right now it was the two of swords now all my tarot professionals my tarotists uh tear tear you know what i mean all you tarot people out there i need your advice i need to know what does this mean that it's missing this card? Am I in danger? Should I burn the cards, bury the ashes, consecrate the ground that they are buried in? Uh, Do I need to move, quit my job, or uh, am I correct to maybe use them? Because I think it might be sort of interesting to have tarot minus one uh well be sure to email us with your advice uh and your dire warnings at fake.ritual.inc at gmail.com and tell us what you think but anyways here is my conversation with the one the only Divica Peel. I am sitting here with my friend and artist Divica Peel. Hi, everybody. Hi, Lucas. Hi. Thanks for having me. Heck yeah. Uh, what else have you been up to during these fucked up times? Um, just building a as much work as I possibly can and can store. <laughs> yeah, tell the listeners kind of what your uh, medium is as an yeah, artist. Yeah, so 
So I build sculptures and installations, some of which are, you know, can be as big as a room or can be, you know, as small as uh, something you put on your car or so varying shapes and sizes and levels of difficulty and annoyance. Yeah, I bet. Uh, when I say pop culture, what usually comes to mind? Uh, junk food. Heck yeah. What's um, your favorite junk food? And, and uh, really just the dirtiest chips I can find. Okay, yeah. Like and just a black bag with white writing chips. Yeah. You, <laughs> chips brand. You know, what, you know what I mean by dirty? Some people don't understand when I say dirty, dirty. chips. Let me, let me take a guess. Dirty. Like a lot of chemical additives? Yeah, just okay. like, uh, you know, loaded. Like a dirty bomb. Is supposed to be well. I don't even know what a dirty bomb is. I guess I, <laughs> I'm speaking I out of turn. A, yeah, yeah, it's filled with a bunch of that. gross stuff. Just a bunch of crap, terrible, the junkiest food. Uh, but you know, I like the vinegar. I like a lot of vinegar. Yeah, um, you want your mouth to hurt afterwards. Yeah, they're just like they're appealing to so many different parts of your senses and your flavor. It's like. This is just a crowd pleaser. Yeah. It's like so many chemicals that they actually like add taste buds to your tongue that you didn't know existed. Yeah. It's yeah. genetically uh, curated to <laughs> yeah. uh, appease, appease everyone. I can taste it in my tonsils. Yeah. That's how I feel about uh, a pop culture. Uh, and I, I don't mean that as uh, a bad completely bad thing yeah at all yeah i'm of the understanding that's kind of yeah what i go for here on fake ritual is just kind of pop culture is always to, in people's minds they see it as like lowbrow like mass appeal you know with at the detriment of like artistic integrity but i feel like much like in occult circles you know there's this kind of you know alchemical uh, approach to things where you're kind of taking, you know, shit and turning it into gold, so to speak. So that's kind of my approach with, yeah, the junk that is pop culture is to just like, if you look at it the right way, you could still find something sort of worthwhile, something that add to your life, including those dirty ass chips. It's like, sometimes you need those dirty ass chips. Yeah. If you cut those chips completely out of your life, you're never going to it's important to treat yourself sometimes. So yes, you can't and cut out all the indulgent things. And I, I really dislike the term lowbrow. It's such like an elitist yeah. uh, thing. It's, you know, people have said that about my work. And it's, at the time I had no eyebrows, so I told them <laughs> no brow. No brow, yeah. I like that term, but lowbrow, yeah. I mean, everything has... Yeah, it's never get, used... Uh... It's always derogatory. You can get something from anything. That's that's my policy. Yeah, uh, and you know, pop culture largely kind of exists, uh, especially nowadays, especially this year, as a form of escapism, like a way to, uh, especially when it comes to yeah, TV, movies, stuff like that. It's a really nice way to just kind of turn off. Binging. Uh, binging. Yeah. Uh, do you find yourself binging a lot this year, or have you ever been a, a TV binger? I myself, am, I've like dabbled. 
I love to binge. Uh, so I binge with junk food and I binge with, uh, yeah, media, you know, videos and uh, not necessarily either TV or movies, but uh, I watch a lot of uh, YouTube. Like get kind of intentionally go down rabbit holes? Like, fo- maybe, like to a particular topic? Yeah, so I go uh, maybe not a, down a rabbit hole. But uh, maybe a K hole. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would be the distinction? A K hole, I guess, it, it's less about uh, you know you're leading somewhere and more about just you're lost <laughs> in it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Rabbit hole. Yeah. Eventually, you're gonna find the rabbit. Um, yeah. So I, I, I've watched The Sopranos all the way through you know multiple times that's one of my favorite uh, me and my partner erica are almost done almost done we're on the next to last season first time going through it first time wow it's pretty uh mind-boggling like for what i just expected to be a you know a cool mobster show has so much more to it like depth yeah (laughs) and you know you Tony, it's you want. Oh, he does one. He does something that makes you like him one second, uh-huh. and then it's mm-hmm. back to oh, I forgot who you are as a person. Yeah, I think there's a scene. Erica said at one point, like, "Oh, poor Tony," and I agreed, mm-hmm. and then had to be like, "Wait a second, poor Tony." Like, fuck Tony, and right, if he Tony. as a real person, fuck that dude. But as yeah. James Gandolfini, I love him. I like that picture of him with Spongebob. <laughs> like James Gandolfini with a real-life Spongebob? With, like, a Spongebob mascot. It's a, it's a oh, real... Wow. Yeah, uh, watching interviews with James Gandolfini and hearing his real voice is, like, it kind of fucked me up. I've never heard it. I don't, I don't, wanna, I don't want it to ruin... It will. It yeah. will. <laughs> you see oh, it a little bit in the, like, next-to-last episode when they're, like, there's all those kind of coma dreams. Yeah. You know, spoiler that, alert. I get, fuck, if you haven't, if, if I'm spoiling The Sopranos for you, then, like, I think that's your fault. Yeah. Um, so that, I, I remember that voice. That's close to his real voice. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, the dude. Yep, uh, ruined. Yeah, mm-hmm. a real loss there, though. James Gandolfini was Spoiled. pretty badass. But, yeah, uh, binging. Uh, you were talking YouTube binge. Like, I definitely think there is kind of, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the idea of the cut-up, you know, the Brian Geisen, William S. Burroughs sure. notion of, you know, you kind of lay out all these newspapers, you know, chop them up and then rearrange the words and you get these different paragraphs that have different meanings. I feel like YouTube is definitely, I mean, you're going up against the algorithm that is, you know, AI mind. But I do think in you, I've definitely had some times on YouTube that felt kind of like a cut up, like from the videos I jumped to and the directions I find myself going in. It kind of like consciousness. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. In a Um, way that I couldn't on cable TV back in the day. No, not at all. I mean, it's your, it's your TV land. Yeah. You're curating the the shit. We're, We're allowed to, we're swearing right yes yeah every episode i mark it's explicit and then youtube asks is this for kids and i say this is not for kids 
So yeah, Not, just no TV, a TV land adult. talk about let's talk about our our favorites and when i say our i mean your because <laughs> you're the guest you're the guest of honor and uh well we talked a little bit before but i know that you like some classic cartoons so tell me about your love for for your uh silly symphonies and your merry melodies sure yeah um so those were some of the uh, most iconic uh, TV experiences I can recall, uh, you know, growing up. I didn't, I, I guess I just didn't relate to a lot of the modern stuff for whatever reason. Um, but I think I had a lot of tapes, like my grandma or something had a lot of tapes of the Silly Symphonies and, all, and uh, Mickey Mouse and uh, Merry Melodies, etc. Um, so I just, kind of stuck to watching those and um, I guess it, it was partly because you know maybe the present world was a little bit scarier than something you know mm -hmm. from the past um, maybe it was something like that maybe not um, <laughs> but for whatever reason I really uh, those those cartoons really stuck with me and they were just more pleasant, I guess. Yeah, I I remember, like, I think in middle school or high school, fi finally, like, realizing what years they were actually made, and it kind of blew my mind to know that I'd been watching something from the 1940s, especially right. with Looney Tunes. Uh, so, yeah, I personally probably couldn't have even guessed that they were old, but they did have that, they did feel classic, even as a kid. Now, were you more partial to Disney or Looney Tunes? At that time, uh, not really. It was just, hey, look, fun cartoon. Okay. And it's still kind of that way. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't tend to bend in either direction okay. in particular. Yeah, I probably would have to go towards Looney Tunes just because I think with like access to Cartoon Network growing up, they didn't really show many. Like, it's what I saw more were the Looney Tunes. Mm. And I guess like they say Looney Tunes were kind of made for adults at the time in the 40s. From what I remember, they're at least like they'd show before movies or whatever, whereas maybe Disney was a little more child-oriented. I think I remember reading that Mickey Mouse was uh, originally kind of geared towards adults because of the horrible things that everyone was dealing with at the time like <laughs> everyone kind of needed to 
blow off a little or like you know relax and yeah kind of laugh resort back to their infant minds sure which is probably what i'm doing but yeah so you're a big mickey mouse fan i take it love mickey great mouse yeah what what is it about mickey because i also too even just from like a brand like logo point of view like give me anything with mickey on it that classic like side you know oh yeah it's a winner um i think i might uh get a tattoo of that that sil just that silhouette even oh wow yeah that might be a good idea um but what was the what was the question Uh, just like what is it about mickey that Ah, i guess maybe what's the personal magic about him for you and then what do you think it is that kind of makes him keep going besides the tons the billions of billions of dollars (laughs) (laughs) so i i think he's just a lot of people like the bad boy or something um but i he's like the ultimate goody two-shoes he is yeah and i love that he's he's usually just trying to be uh uh kind gentle creature in the world not you know inoffensive um just just a good mouse and uh i like to think about that as like a like sort of a role model but like the just yeah trying to just be good the benevolence it's hard to be good all the yeah it's it's difficult it's a full-time gig yeah, I definitely, I would agree in just kind of looking. I often find myself having grown, grown up religious and then kind of like disavowed that in high school fiction, even before then, I guess, but was always kind of like I would look to certain characters for kind of like how to live my life with the caveat always being like they're not real, you know, and so not going into complete psychosis. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, there is something to be said, and especially Mickey. I mean, he's always kind of existed. If you compare him, especially talking Looney Tunes, to Bugs, who is definitely not, like, a good person. He's a sinner. (laughs) Yeah. He's a trickster. He's an imp. He is, yes. Okay, so, yeah, let's, I mean, mythologically, I guess, Mickey, well, I did actually, I looked up the symbolism of mice, and three of the aspects they or the characteristics they put towards mice, uh, as far as symbolically, is enduring, adaptable, and great focus. I would agree more so that uh, Jerry from Tom and Jerry kind of fits that profile. Oh, Maybe a huh. little more than Mickey. Because Mickey, he always, when something bad happens, he's always kind of like getting swept away by things (laughs) yeah you know uh, just spilling buckets everywhere you know something oh yeah he like doesn't adapt to it at least not nearly as quickly as jerry jerry kind of like he's like okay this is how i get this cat you know and then he does everything right and then tom never that's true yeah so i would agree with that with jerry but maybe not mickey's more anthropomorphic and like human than jerry yes that's true he doesn't do much by way he doesn't eat cheese he's not yeah he's 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 a mouse but he's not very mousy uh 
Have you ever heard of that? Uh, when they, I think it, this group of writers during like the underground comics of the seventies did, they called it the air pirates funnies. They ended up being sued cause they used Mickey. They named him Mickey, drew him like Mickey and had him engage in like sex and drugs. Bold moves. Sixties. Yeah. 70s. Yeah. The seventies. Yeah. Uh, with the uh, title being, for one of the stories, Silly Sympathies. Silly Sympathies. A play on Silly Symphonies. Right? I like it. Uh, I would like it as a, you know, maybe a greeting card. Silly Sympathies. Um, but I, I, would, I would go, I would have gone with Sinful symphon- Symphonies. Sinful Symphonies. That is true. Or After symph- reading that. Symphonies. Like S I N phonies. Yeah. Uh, well, also, you told me that you're a big Lucille Ball fan. Yeah, that was a big uh, Nick at Night or TV Land uh, thing for me, is watching. And I have no idea why these things appeal to me. Um, there was, you know, I had TV access, all the, the stuff, but it was all about. Mickey Mouse and I Love Lucy for whatever reason. I think for me it was because, yeah, Nick at Night, as you had said, with like the TV land earlier, it like at first was classics, was actual classics, like from the you know, golden age of TV. And then eventually it was like Full House, Grace mm-hmm. Under Fire. Uh, I'm really poor. I've never for, heard of that one. Actually. Ooh, Grace, Grace Under, Under Fire. Fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was digging. Maybe Reba. Maybe Reba's on there now. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, back back when I would watch it, it was The Munsters, Bewitched. Yes. I, uh, I Dream of Jeannie. Mm-hmm. And, Bewitched. Yeah, Bewitched. Uh, maybe The Monkees. But yeah, I Love Lucy always stood out. I f- and I was watching some clips before this episode, and it still is so good. She is like has charisma on screen like no other charisma yes um she's just so much fun she's very cartoonish in that way yeah like she has uh inexhaustible energy and uh yeah charisma pep um yeah she's got zip and pep and (laughs) gumption yeah Yeah. um just like causing a ruckus very entertaining the whole way through never a dull moment with lucy well, yeah, I found some interesting facts. Her ancestors were tried during the Salem witch trials. Did you know this? Well, if they behaved anything like her, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's definitely no surprise. That is no surprise. Uh, she I was think a, Ricky would agree. She was a registered communist during the Red Scare. Really? Yes, but despite that, J. Edgar Hoover still loved the show. J. Edgar, wow. <laughs> the, the only good thing about J. Edgar is that he... Cross-dress. Yes, That's and the only well, now and loved I Love Lucy. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, she was the first pregnant woman to play a pregnant woman on TV. Yeah, I heard that. That's and, and first first interracial couple yes. on TV. Yeah, it's like I just took it for granted. Like with the interracial couple, I was just kind of like, oh wait, yeah, like because Ricky and Lucy is so iconic at this point. Yeah, I was just like, oh, look, Ricky and Lucy, yay. Here's Lucy. 
answer to all your problems is in this little bottle. Number seven, eat it up. Number seven, eat it up. Number seven, eat it up. question are ghosts real divica are ghosts real you know i i don't think i'll ever know until i'm one of them until you're one of them yeah Um, and when i am one of them i hope that i'm wearing what i'm wearing right now because apparently i'll be wearing it for eternity what psychic uh, release needs to happen in order for an outfit to be locked in to eternity i don't know i guess Fads die hard or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. like, uh, Where's that ad I, campaign? I just don't understand the concept of the death of garment or clothes. Like, do <laughs> clothes dying with you in some way? Yeah, and I feel like it's not... A, it'd be different if it was, like, your funeral clothes. Or is it the clothes you die in? Yeah, yeah this is so, not... Ta- it's it's not talked about enough. No, it's, it seems inconsistent. It's... I don't think it's always the last thing you're wearing. Maybe it's the something, the 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 clothes you're more just attached to, and you wear more often or something. Or who, maybe you somebody's had the best up there. In it. Maybe they have like a, a dress code or like a curator uh, you know, costume design. Yeah, Saint Peter's like, well, Saint before Peter. you go in, uh, we're gonna Peter, do Saint the Peter. yeah the best and worst dressed of. <laughs> of heaven <laughs> yeah maybe they go through like your entire all your memories and they're just like you got three outfits you can pick yeah what would i pick yeah where's the i guess there's naked ghosts are there i've never i don't think i've ever seen a uh like a photo of a hazy naked That's true thing. yeah hmm i'm sure they're out there because there's you know a lot of people died before there were clothes that's yeah. another thing. You don't see a lot of like, uh, I don't know, cavemen ghosts running around like with clubs and loincloths. It's always like after a certain period. Yeah, it definitely begs the, the question. Started. Like, because yeah, I asked you, are ghosts real? But that kind of presupposes a common understanding of what real even means. Because if you ask me, I think ghosts, all paranormal activity is just like what I always call interdimensional bleed. Like if mm. there's some sort of... Good you know, job with that one. But like the idea that, you know, if there's some sort of... We're stuck in time, and if there's some sort of beings that are outside of time, for us to see them, it would just be like kind of like intermittent. And mm. we would just apply our own like cultural understanding to the happenings. That's why... It tends to either be ghosts or UFOs or even cryptids I would throw in there. Yeah, I've heard this theory applied to extraterrestrials. I've, I've heard I mean, I really don't know. I've never had any paranormal experience. I think I could get on with those theories, though. Um, I just sometimes like to believe uh, things just for fun. Yeah. 
Totally. Like, you know what? That sure. might, I might have to quote you on that for like the a fake ritual, like you know, TV spot. Yeah, believe, believe it or not, for fun. Yeah, yeah. I wish more people thought like that. Yeah, what's it gonna hurt if I want to believe in the skunk apes and uh, uh, you know Philadelphia experiment? You know, oh it's yeah. Fun to just yeah. What if that was real? Like that change that just. It's got a lot of power just saying that you believe in something. That yeah. it changes your whole perspective on the world because that's the world now. That's that's a fact of the world as far as you're concerned. Yeah, it's just people seem to get in trouble when they just like you believe that, and then I come to you and I'm like, well, I don't believe that, and then it tends to be most people's response is like anger or oh sure well if once it gets to that point i'm i'm like oh well wait i don't actually believe in this <laughs> yeah like it's i think everyone sh- yeah there should be like some wiggle room once the fun ends i'm 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 out yeah yeah kind of same here i'll i'm more like a uh like yeah when people bring up uh astrology if they're very pro astrology I'll be the skeptic and if they're very anti astrology I will be like the hey who knows okay you know so not to be full like contrarian uh, not not full contrarian cuz I feel like contrarians will I try I try to keep the phrase well actually out of my vocab <laughs> which I feel like true capital C contrarians like can't begin a sentence with anything else well good way to keep your distance well yeah, actually uh, ghosts ghosts don't wear clothes they're uh actually <laughs> draped in a astral uh garment <laughs> so some type of like that is that synthetic or would that be it, i mean what is, yeah, is, is ectoplasm synthetic yeah i don't know it's more of a natural but it breathes it yeah. breathes more <laughs> yeah the ectoplasm gown garment it's a uh, blend it is yeah it's part uh what would the what would the uh, ghost Poly- garment be what would the triplasm be polyplasm oh wow polyplasm um rayon yeah. sounds like something that doesn't it does isn't real yeah right? like it sounds like a star trek like, planet or something yeah who was naming these things well yeah i'll just uh one more shotgun question uh what what do you think the purpose of life is if not to you know be the uh fashionista of the afterlife yeah so we'll we'll, we'll, besides that um (laughs) i think the answer's just got to be to identify yourself in the world um you don't have to know what it is until the very end, though, mm. is what I think. Um, like a movie. Yeah, because when it's over, there's no more development there. So that's the completed result of your mm-hmm. whole life, is this identity. Um, yeah, and, and you kind of can't know it till it's all done, in a right. way. And I like that, um, because I don't have to think about it now. Yeah, and it doesn't have to plague me, like, you know, the who am I, um, all of that, because I'm not going to know the whole character until the last final moment. 
Yeah, until the the end screen. I wish more people took that approach. It seems that a lot of, especially people that might fall more into the status quo, uh, they tend to take any challenge to that like status quo identity as a much like the belief we were talking about. When confronted with something different, they react in a very angry way rather than like a self-reflection you know, self-reflective way. Yeah, everyone struggles with that question differently. Um, and I wouldn't expect anyone to uh, definitively, you know, have to stick by my standards. Um, yeah, I understand I just, the struggle. I just like a uh, anytime that a response is, I don't know, I always really appreciate that. Yeah, it, that would be my response to most things. <laughs> yeah. um just like the supernatural thing and you know what's rayon made of? i i have no idea <laughs> yeah what the fuck is tri blend it's really hard to have conversations with me sometimes because you're just like uh, i don't know i don't know <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah. non sequitur what'd you do today i don't know what do you i don't tomorrow? know i don't know my roommate asks me every morning hey how are you and i'm like uh i don't know yet <laughs> <laughs> well uh Thanks for being on the show. This was great. Thanks so much. It was yeah. a lot of fun talking, ripping. Yeah. Uh, I love me? Lucas. I Oh, wow. It took us that long to get there. Yeah, that's, that's the end. It. I, if this mic wasn't attached to a, a swing arm, I would drop it. It took me to the end to know that that was your character. Wow. That is, yeah, that's a pretty little bow tied on this episode. Uh, and that's how we do it here, folks. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, yeah, but do you have anything you want to promote before uh, we say goodbye to these fakers? <laughs> sure. I love that you. I love that term. Um, the only thing I really have to promote is my website. It's difficappeal.com, and you can see all of the work that I've made in the past couple of years, and uh, it'll be up there hopefully forever. <laughs> forever hell yeah just like uh the ghost clothes we shall wear uh wear them proudly yes in the when we enter the void but uh all right folks uh well you can follow us at i'm going off the cuff now you can follow us at fake ritual on facebook and instagram and at fake ritual blog on twitter and please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Please review. I'm begging you guys, please review. It can be one star. I just need some stars. Come on. Five stars, please. But, you know, do what you do. Just do something. It'll and only take a moment. Yeah. Uh, I love Lucas. You know, that. <laughs> there, you, that's a review. There it is. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Feel free to message me and slide into the DMs, as they say, if you want to collaborate or you have any comments or you just want to tell me about something I don't know about or correct me on all the things that I get wrong. But this is Lucas Loppy and Divica Peel signing off. So long. Fake. Wait, what's the... Oh, I... Go fake yourselves. That's that's the uh, that's the one I'm working on. That's so great. yeah, I like all it. right, guys. Keeper, go fake yourselves.
Thanks for listening. And thanks again to Divica for joining us. The show is produced and edited by me, Lucas Sloppy. This episode's music was provided by Johnny Arlett. Be sure to tune in next time for a very strange and festive show. I'll see you then. Bye. It's magic! <laughs>